Welcome to the Kaibass Nation. Kayak Bass Nation is presented by Dugout Bait and Tackle. Go to dugoutfishing.com to find everything you need for your next kayak bass fishing tournament. Hope you enjoy the show. Jeff Malat, Lunch Money Lambert, Also sponsored by Revo Sunglasses. Go to Revo.com, use code KBN25 to save 25% off your next order. Revo, best lenses on earth. Also sponsored by Western Sun Vodka. Go to westernsundistillery.com and use the bottle finder to find a bottle near you. Yo, what's up everybody? Ooh, we got some uh, yellow bellies there on deck. Tapping, tapping them, uh, them old school Rockies out here. We, we're banquet style tonight. I like it. I like it. Welcome to KBN Live, everybody. We got Ryan live out west in the wild west out there. How you doing, man? That's what they say. I'm in a lovely trailer home this afternoon. <laughs> you literally just pulled up. Didn't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Love it. Well, we're glad for everybody joining us tonight. We've got Jordan Marshall on, just won the Tennessee Bass Nation State Championship. Uh, it's going to be a good show. Letting people trickle in here from YouTube and Facebook. Appreciate y'all. Please help us out. Doesn't cost you a thing. Hit share. Share it to your local group or your regional group or whatever you got. And we're going to have some fun tonight. We had a lot of fun last week in the comments. So you guys help us with that. It's going to be a good one. Ryan, we always talk about what went down over the week. Obviously, you were in the state championship. You had a little trouble submitting on your fish, didn't you, on day one? Dude, I'm a dumbass. I don't know. Like, I, I, I It was a frustrating day. I fished uh, – I fished history, which usually uh, that little spot produces in the fall when it's tougher. I was fishing like a creek, and uh, I had a had like three other guys up there, which I, I don't ever have company. So one of them catches a 21 and a quarter right in front of me. And he's like, this is the biggest fish I've ever caught in my life. I was like, hell yeah, man, good job. So I left <laughs> naturally. I was like, I'm not watching this anymore. So I left, and I submitted all my fish at the end of the day, and I left my biggest fish of my stringer uh just just hanging out there in my favorites folder i uh, didn't submit it so Good that was my fault for being stupid and i looked at my total three or four times it never occurred to me that's not a five fish total but that's all right it is what it is uh, it's a tough bite Ch- chick fish is tough in the fall so hats off to the guys that slayed them of course there were several you know 24 25 inch fish that got caught because it's chickamauga so a uh, few people showed out yeah marshall well, how- marshall being one of them <laughs> How about Edwin with the twenty with the almost off the board twenty five? Huh. We'll, we'll get into that part. I want to get into that part with Marshall because I I literally thought that I just jinxed Marshall Marshall straight out of a win. I thought he had just missed the whole boat right there, oh, <laughs> and man. I felt so bad about it. Yeah, and looking at y'all standings, it looked like you know, like you said, a few guys figured it out, but there was a big gap between first and tenth. I mean, it was like thirty inches almost between first mm-hmm. and tenth. That dude come out look like he meant business right there. He's mean yeah, mugging. You got a bow in hand. Yeah, that's Will. He's not mean mugging anybody. He's fine. Yeah. All right. He ain't, got, he ain't gonna hurt nothing. Okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, huge gap between the top couple and and down just tenth place. A lot of times it's real close. You know, one through ten, but not not this time at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, Marshall, like for for the most part, uh, he had like a ten or eleven inch lead pretty much all day. So, I mean, you thought it was all over, but you know, Chick has always has the potential to put out giants. So 
I guess you can't be too safe on that one. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, we always like to cover the news of the week, so to speak. There's a few things that went down last week and into the weekend, really. Uh, talking Bass Nation Tennessee, they had some stuff ha- happen out in Bass Nation California, man. You you privy to any oh, of that Oh, dude, stuff? yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw some screenshots and some banter, but fill me in on what the backstory is there. Well, I don't know. I was hoping you had more juice than I had, but basically – they're going the way of KFL and banning people out there for. Right. Well, I mean, I think somebody like made some disparaging remarks, which we've seen other organizations try to ban people for disparaging remarks, and then those organizations failed altogether. So I don't know if those are necessarily like where you should set the bar. Like, if someone doesn't agree with you or your organization, I don't know if that's a reason to ban them necessarily. I think sometimes you should just take that as constructive criticism and and maybe get better. Yeah, I, I don't know all the details. Like I said, I think Tim Arthur's one of the guys that runs that Bass Nation trail. I've met Tim. I like Tim. Thinks he thinks yeah. he's an all right dude. So I don't want to – one thing we do, we talk a lot of trash here. We bring up a lot of stuff, and we point out a lot of things people don't like. We don't make stuff up. So I don't want to embellish no, or, no. or you know come up with facts that I don't you know know. So I want to make sure we know the facts before we bring that out. I just know there's trouble out there. Trouble out west. Oh, yeah. Definitely trouble. Definitely trouble. Yeah. I don't know that banning people's the answer. Right, That's right. all I'm saying. I don't think I don't necessarily think like just trying to silence silence them is is the answer to that. I don't know that it's ever worked for anyone except for us. They banned us, and then here we are today. Look at that. Where wherever we are, here we are. Yeah, it works for those who are banned. Maybe That's about it. Um, the other one was Slay Nation. I sent a message to Frank. I don't even know how you say his last name. Polyfrone. Polyfrone. You got me. I'll just call him Frank. Yeah. Frank P. Yeah. Well, you know about that. I mean, I, I, there's some issues in Texas, some other stuff up in the Northeast. So. I don't know. I just heard something about, like, uh, um, I guess fish getting accepted in a tournament without an identifier or something by by the person that was accepting his own fish or something like that. That's That's the, I mean, as much of the story as I know. I haven't heard any sort of elaboration, any sort of facts or seen an official statement with a, a team logo on it or anything so i don't really know what's official and what's not anymore yeah i know that slay nation's you know getting big pretty fast i got little tournaments in all states all over the country uh but yeah i got the same thing you got which is the the td in texas kind of scratching his own back with some of his own picks and things like that and then some stuff in the northeast too but i think maybe baby yeah there was some stuff up in the northeast as well that made its way to all places, the KBF advisory board, where they talk some trash there so, about what Slay Nation was doing. I'm like, my God, pop me a kettle boy, over there. That's Yeah, that's yeah. ironic. But uh, I don't know the details there other than it was a guy trying to deny a fish of another guy. Apparently, there's a beef between those two guys. I don't know. But there's always something. There's always something going on in the kayak world, isn't there? Speaking of KBF, shout out to Jason Gardner. I saw he pulled two eighth-place finishes over the weekend. I think they were at Winnipesaukee, possibly. Yeah, that's right. If I'm if I'm not too confused, if uh, anyone else, any of them that were in the pro series, congrats on a top twenty finish for all of you. Proud of you. How many? How many was in the regular series? Period. Uh, trail one, trail two. I don't know, man. There's like <laughs> there's a lot. There's how a lot many of tickets. tickets were sold. I don't. Okay. There was like a hundred tickets sold, but I I don't know how they were split up amongst okay. the events. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. If anyone knows in the comments, feel free to uh, to correct us so we know how many tickets were actually out there. Well, Jordan's talking about Swedish Kit Kats. I will look it up on Fishing Chaos, and we'll have the information for you all before we're done. Yeah. 
Okay, there we go. 44 trail one, 32 trail two. So good turnout for the both the trails for for up there, you know. Yep. Oh yeah, that's massive. Yeah, yeah. So good stuff. Congrats, Jason Gardner. Uh, but anyway, I don't know if much else that went down. I know there's some other state championships coming up. Arkansas is coming up in October. A few other states are wrapping things up. So nothing else it's really almost, coming. It's out. almost time to head to Dardanelle, you know. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I was going to ask you, we'll ask you live. What about maybe uh, we were talking about doing a little KBN gathering. I don't know if anyone would be down to do something on a Saturday evening after a long day of fishing, but it'd be a great for a college football tailgate evening. If my Saturday at Dardanelle goes like my Saturday on Chick, I will definitely be down for a long afternoon of tailgating. We could have a, a tailgate for the uh, bottom half of the leaderboard. How about that? I mean, I, I think, I think, even the top half might show up for a little shindig. We'll figure something can, out. We can we find something. somebody with cornhole boards? I'll bring mine. Since you're a cornhole noob, I want to see this in action. Yeah, I'll bring mine down there if, if need be, if we can find a spot to put them. So. All right, deal. Uh, but anyway, we'll have some good times at the last event and then go from there. So with all that said, we got Marshall like propped back with something on his head. We need to get him in here before he passes out of his chair, oh, yeah. I think. So <laughs> let's get everything turned around. Oh, boy. There's the kid. Hat off and everything. What's up, man? That ain't, that ain't the, What's that up? Ain't the I'm hat. Chilling. That ain't the hat I was expecting. Were you expecting the cheese hat? Yeah, where's your lucky hat at? It's it's in the truck. It's too far away to get. I got my lucky cashing hat on. You can tell uh, I'm wearing it like all over the world. It looks nasty, but it's good luck, so I keep wearing it. That's smart. That's smart. How that's does tough, it feel? Man. How does it feel to get that monkey off your back, Marshall? It feel pretty good? Honestly, it feels incredible. Um, that that picture that I posted with my recap today where I was pulling the Hoover face and I was like, you know, I, man, I caught that fish and it was kind of like a bonus fish because it wasn't anywhere that I was kind of expecting to catch a fish. It was like a 19 and a half. I caught on a frog and I was like, I was like, yo, like this is the real deal. Like this might actually happen right now. And like 10 minutes after that, I caught that 21 underneath uh, my magic tree in the little pothole spring that everybody's been giving me crap about. But, uh, you know, I caught a 19 and a half and a 21 in like five minutes. And I just like, it kind of hit me like, okay, like this is not going like my normal day twos when I've got the lead in a tournament. Like normally, like, my best case scenario, I feel like I win if I finish eighth on, you know, after on day two, you know, so to, to, to have a really good day two and, you know, to seal it. I mean, me, me and Ewing were right on top of each other the whole day. Y'all saw some of those pictures and uh, like we, we kept talking back and forth and, and I landed a fish that was like wrapped all up in this tree and it ended up being my last cold fish. It was like a 17 and a half. I caught it on a frog, like 80 pound braid, like wrapped in this tree. I unhooked the fish while it was still underwater because I couldn't get the frog out of the tree and I couldn't like break the limbs. And I like unhooked it and just like pull, pulled it in the boat. And I hear Ewing go, okay, it's your day. He said, you have to be the luckiest person I've ever met. And then the little dude that tells me I'm the luckiest person he's ever met catches a 25 on a Cinco in the middle of the grass mat. Like, that's so, so y'all were fishing together now or close by. We were fishing in the same area. Like I was calling him and being like, Hey, 
like my spring is not paying off. Like if you don't mind, I'm going to come back there and piddle around back there in this, in this slough. And he's like, yeah, man, no, no problem. He said, it's, it's slow back here this morning. And I go back there and probably make five casts and catch a 17 and a half. And I was, there was other people back there, you know, other than, other than me. And I was like, I was like, okay, you know, this is, this is solid. If I throw up, you know, 85 inches, I'm probably going to win again. And cause I thought it was going to be just super tough for everybody. And I was like, all right, you know, I catch a 17, catch a 15 and a half on the popper. And I was feeling pretty good about myself. And I was like, that's a couple solid fish. And everybody back there was struggling. And I was like, okay, this is, you know, this is rocking and rolling. And, uh, I decided to just basically just cast a frog up in, uh, up in a bunch of just random stuff on my way back to my spring. And then literally, Caught a 19 and a half in a place that I just kind of wasn't expecting. And then five minutes later, catch a 21. And then I was like, holy crap, Bobby. Like, this is going down right now. This is today. Today is the day. <laughs> oh, it's awesome that you pulled it off. And, you know, I remember in, in TOC, AJ will try to jinx the shit out of you on going wire to wire. Like, it's how much pressure did you feel? leading after day one did you feel like you had to perform did you feel like you were destined to fail like what i mean what was your mindset going into it i think i've been leading enough tournaments now like whether it's hobie or local two-day events like i've led enough events on the first day so like not like it doesn't make a difference at this point like okay cool like I'm leading another event. You know, what's the worst that's going to happen? I go out and catch one fish again. Like I've already done that on day two. You know what I mean? And that's what, like, I I made that post and I was like, I'm going to give 110%. Like, you know, it doesn't matter at this point. I'm literally just going to go do my own thing and fish as hard as I can fish and do my, you know, do what I know how to do. And if it works out, it works out. And if it doesn't, then, you know, I mean, uh, you know, it is what it is. And I don't think it really started. I, I wasn't worried about like a jinx or anything. And probably about, and probably about ten o'clock. There were two things that I was worried about a jinx, and I wasn't worried about a jinx until about noon. And I had, um, I don't know if I had caught my fifth cold fish or not. I, I don't think I did. Um, I think I had four fish. You know, four fish over seventeen inches. And um, my boy Thomason texts me and said, um, "If I were you, I'd go have a sit down lunch." <laughs> and I was like, I said, nah, man. I texted him verbatim. I said, nah. I said, I'm literally going to fish my butt off the rest of the day. Like, I I know how Chick does. I, I know what's capable of Chickamauga, just the same way Riser caught a 24 the day before. I know what swims in Chickamauga. Like, my PB is from Chickamauga, 25 inches I caught on August 27th, five years ago. I know what eats that time of year on Chick. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to fish 110%. I went and, like, paddled my way through a grass mat to go fish a spot where I hooked a really big fish in June the last time I was on Chick. And it was a complete waste of time. And I paddled my way back out and passed Ewing. And he was like, he was like, yeah, this, this ain't happening, you know, whatever else. And so I decided to move boat ramps. I was like, I thought that whole area was just dead. So I, I go to leave get on the road. I'm like, I'm pulling a Marshall midday move. I'm, I'm, you know, 110% and I'm on the interstate. I'm, I'm moving spots and Lambert calls me and he goes, 
congratulations, you've been invited to be on KBN Monday night. <laughs> and I was like, dude, you, you can ask Lambert. I said verbatim. I said, dude, I said, I don't think like, like I have an 11 inch lead. I get it. I appreciate it. And I literally said verbatim. I said, dude, I said, somebody riser or somebody is going to catch a 25 inch fish and screw me over. Yeah. And it wasn't 10 minutes after we got off the phone. It, it was maybe five minutes. It, maybe five minutes. <laughs> I get a call from Ewing and I was like, I said, what in the world? And I answered the call and he goes, hey, man, um, just so you know, I caught a 25 and I'm going to beat you in this tournament. And I'm going to call one more fish and I'm going to beat you. And I was like, you, you know, Chick doesn't have the best service. And I was like, what? What in the world? I was like. I was immediately, I just, I went zero to a hundred. I was like, I had just called Ewing like, I don't know, probably 30 minutes before that. And was like, Hey man, I'm leaving. You know, I just saw you caught a 20 inch fish. Like, that's awesome. Congratulations. You know, that's awesome. Keep calling. Good job. And then when he called me back and told me he caught a 25 and then basically I lost service. And I was like, there's no way, like, there's no way he caught a 25, right? There's no way. So I pulled up the, the leaderboard, saw he caught a 25 and I immediately I immediately went full blown, like, like, like nearly panic attack. I bet I was doing like 95 down the interstate. And I was like, I was a dude, I said, I got to get to the spot. I've got a 17 and a half inch fish. I got a coal, which is, which is stupid. When you say that, it's like, Oh, I got a coal 17 and a half, but it chick, it's like at any given point, you can catch a 25 obviously. And I was like, I've got to go somewhere to catch a big fish. And I literally went to my second spot and I caught 16 and a half, 16 and a half, 16 and a quarter, 16. I had like 82 inches when we were close to it, 80, you know, 80 inches ish on my second limit of fish that did me no good whatsoever. And every time I hook one, I mean, you know how it is when your adrenaline's going, I'd hook one and be like, Oh, there it is. There's a cold fish. That might be, you know, a little bit of a cold. And I'd get it in. It's a 16 and a half. And I was like, you know, throwing, throwing fish 20 feet in the air. Cause I was pissed off to catch a 16 and a half inch fish, which literally I think every single person in that tournament would have loved to have a 16 and a half inch fish either day. <laughs> I would like to just submit one would be my goal for the tournament. If I could redo things. Um, I believe your quote was if Ewing beats me, I'm selling all my stuff. <laughs> something, <laughs> something like that. It was, it was, was it, imminent. At that point. It was something along those lines, man. Like, like, don't get me wrong. Like, like, Ewing's my boy. Like, I called him and congratulated him when he caught a when he caught that twenty and a half or twenty or whatever it was, and I was like so, um, like, I, like I didn't want to count my chickens before they hatch, and I literally was like, te- when people were texting me like, "Hey, congratulations at eleven o'clock," I was like, "No, don't do that. No, don't do that." And even when Lambert called me, I was like, man, that, that ain't right. I don't like that. And when, when Ewing caught that fish, I was just like consumed with, here we go again. Like, this is not going to happen. Like, why do I bother doing this if all I'm going to do is finish second place? And it, it was, dude, it wasn't right. I, I threw a jackhammer up into a tree, and there was so much adrenaline. And I bet it went 20 yards past where it was supposed to go up in this tree. <laughs> And it was a it was a jackhammer that I've caught fish on at Susquehanna, Sweden, Wolf and Fox River, and at Chick. And I, I bet I didn't yank that thing three times. I just reeled down as fast as I could and, and yanked it and snapped it off and like just put the rod down and started throwing something else. Like 
I was so out of sorts for that last hour. Like, like I probably couldn't tell you what my name was for that last hour. <laughs> I I know how Edwin talks. Obviously, we've I've, you know know Edwin. We've had him on the show. I I just imagine his voice telling you in that calm, dry voice. Hey, hey, hey bro, bro. <laughs> just call when I'm gonna beat you. Just, yeah, I just yeah, got a twenty five. I'm gonna beat yeah. you, bro. Hey, hey, hey! Just so you know, I caught a twenty five on a cinco, and um, I'm gonna beat you if I call <laughs> more fish. <laughs> and then, then, then the service went out, and I was like, I appreciate his style because that's exactly what I did on Watts Bar when I caught that nineteen and a half. I was like, I told Lee Rose, I was like, let Edward know. I'm about to call this other fish and beat him. Yeah. <laughs> you got it's like, a head I, game, man. It's a head game, and it works. I, I've made those phone call calls up. to other people. It was, it was yeah, a head like game. I I made those phone calls to other people, and I appreciate the the trash talk. Like I like I get it. Like you know, I, I respect that. That's part of the game, and I love it. You know, I've made those calls to other people, but I've never had anyone make that call to me, and it was so unsettling. It was like, wait a minute, like. Not that's only was he making the phone call, that's the first time I've ever had anyone call me because I'm always the person that's, like, coming out of nowhere, like, at the end of the day, like, you know, have a bad day one and a good day two to kind of come come get stuff. Or, or coal, like, with a 20-inch fish at the last minute, and it's, like – Or a 25-inch like, fish at the last minute. Or, or a 25-inch fish based on Lambert's <laughs> the same shoes, same shoes. Yeah, and it was, like – I was, like, this is – my whole life is – my whole fishing life is going to come full circle – because I caught a 25-inch fish. Granted, I didn't need it that day. That's a side note. I still would have won that tournament anyway. But I caught a 25-inch fish to beat Lambert for AOI a few years ago on a local trail. And I was like, Lambert calls me little brother. I call Ewing little brother sometimes. <laughs> I was like, my whole fishing life is going to come full circle and somebody's going to beat me while calling me little brother with a 25-inch fish. I said, this is, this is not right. I got, I've got a million-dollar idea for Dwayne, Brian. What's that? I don't know if I should put it on here or not, but I'm gonna say it. Sell Tony X. Well, that'd be one. <laughs> million, that'd be a million dollar listing anyway. JK, um, JK, JK. <laughs> how about for any any app, anybody that wanted to try this, is there needs to be an audio option, like a party room, that if you would like, you can plug your headphones in and be in the chat with the entire tournament. Are, are you event. talking about like a uh, like, like a, a Call like of Duty X, room, like an Xbox Call of Duty? Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, I was like a Call of Duty lobby. I was like, oh that's my right. Gosh. You can just plug in and listen and talk shit the whole time. Can you imagine? That would be that. Why don't not we don't have to do Tourney X? What if we yes. did a KBN a KBN lobby? There you go. Oh, we just, we you can just str- you can yeah, just, just click live. Just yeah, yeah, click live. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, never mind. If it works for KFL, it's for KBN. Delete, delete, rewind, delete. All right. All right, right, we're going to try something. We're going to figure that out. As In the immortal words of Ryan Lambert, it'll be like KFL, but somebody will be watching. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) They'll be listening. I'm not going to say anything else that's over the line just so you don't clip it tonight. I'm I'm, I'm conscious. I love the clips. I'm always looking for clips, Ryan. I'm out there looking for clips. It was amazing. That thing got views for days. It was awesome. Uh, yeah, Christine's in the comments with the with the skull face. Yeah, face yeah, face. yeah. Her face saw, in reaction to that it made on, it better. So I saw it on TikTok before I saw that you had sent it to me because naturally <laughs> you had already posted it before you let me acknowledge it existed. So yeah, shout yeah. out, shout out to Jeff on that one. Oh yeah, yeah. I was just letting you know that it, you, know, you could do what you want with it, but it's already posted. <laughs> 
Well, I could do everything but not post it. Because that's right. That's it's already right. out there. Yeah. You had the, you yeah, had original good. copy. That's what I wanted for you is to have a copy. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah, man. <laughs> but yeah, now now my wheels are spinning. I want to make an audio lobby for Dardanelle. We'll see because there's good service there, pretty much. Brother, listen, you'll get some clips off me on that one. I guarantee it. I you'll guarantee hear some people it. smack talking about catching a 15 and a half inch fish on that place. You yeah. you probably won't even hear me smack talking about catching a fish on that place. Yeah. Hey, let me tell you something. Pressure. Uh, Todd's in the comments, and we talked about how Todd's a good old boy. He hangs out in the evening sometimes with us and stuff like that. And he's saying he, he even found in it hilarious. Evenings, Todd's hanging out with me at 2 a.m. in yeah, the morning. Well, with me in the evenings whenever I've seen him. <laughs> Uh, but he's saying it was freaking hilarious. So you love dudes that are involved in something that can take a joke and laugh and not just have a meltdown if, ban if, anyway. If you take this, no offense to kayak fishing in general, if you take kayak fishing seriously, then you're <laughs> you're in here to lose anyway. <laughs> like like we are we are building this from the bottom up. So laugh a little bit, enjoy the follies. Like, you know, yeah. it's, if you it's can't laugh at yourself, you're in trouble. I mean, Lord have mercy. If people could see the DMs of people making fun of me, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we've got some questions and we'll get into the, some of the details of the tournament. But somebody asked about Edwin's fit or no, Daniel Lyons. He asked Jordan, what was going through your head when you realized you forgot your battery? <laughs> so, uh, that morning, so I so sh shout out to Pro Neighbor. Uh, he's got a uh, a lake house. It's called Lake Haven at Chickamauga. Um, he rents out for people staying to fish at BR uh, uh, Chickamauga for, with a VRBO. And we stayed down there. Me, Matt Millard, um, Thomason, and Pro Neighbor, of course. Um, so put my put my battery on the charger. Wake up the next morning. I had the shortest drive, so I'm the last one to leave the house. I don't think nothing of it. I get to my 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 ramp and it took me about forty five minutes to an hour to motor there the morning before, and I get there and realize I have no battery. And for half a second, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, here we go!" Like day two, like day two is 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 here. The day two curse is here. And for half a second, like normally, like probably two or three years ago, I would have had a full blown bullshad trademark bullshad <laughs> meltdown right there at five fifteen in the morning, pitch black. Um, but as as time goes on, I've I've fished so many tournaments now. Like I covered, I think eighteen miles or sixteen miles or something like that on day two of the Hobie, and obviously we can't have motors in the Hobie, so um, I had like three miles three and a half miles to go one way and i was like ah you know what's what's three and a half miles to go one way when i just did like 16 you know 17 miles or whatever it was at hobie and i was like you know what i said i got that no biggie i was like i did that during the hobie no biggie and granted i didn't have no no headlamp or spotlight or anything and I'm trying to chase them down that are all motoring up through there to, to where we were fishing because there was like half, you know, four of us, I guess, we were in there the day two. And I'm trying to get through this little area and there's trees and everything else. And I'm running into stuff. And I've got my phone light up here trying to shine it up in, up in front of me. And I'm just ramming into stuff like a moron. And <laughs> I finally just like pulled up to a spot that I caught some fish at and just waited for it to get light. I just kind of fan cast it around with a jackhammer until there was enough light to get back in there a little further which was and, like two hours which was two hours later 
Yeah, it, it was, it was a long time. <laughs> now, grant, granted, it took me an hour pedaling up through there, and there was there was a barge that went up through there. And I'll say this, too. Um, I put in with Steve-O, and, you know, I, I've said it before. You know, I probably haven't said it in a while, but I, I would not have fished probably nearly as many kayak tournaments as I have if it wasn't for Steve-O and, and Steve-O and Ryan's club. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know this. I was like – coming down there to sell jigs i would come down there to fish their local event catch a fat zero during the tournament and and just do awful because i hated chickamauga for the longest time <laughs> and after the tournament i would sell 300 dollars worth of jigs in the parking lot and i'd be just freaking happy as could be and i over that first year over the off season i think i fished four tournaments with lambert and then that first year and i think i caught three fish in four tournaments and then the classic i won um which i beat lambert by a quarter inch if, if i recall i don't know if you remember that or not we're keeping count no i don't remember that um, yeah yeah if we're keeping count um <laughs> so i was like oh like I, I might be able to catch fish on this lake and <laughs> you you can ask my like my mom and dad were like, what are you doing? I was driving to Chattanooga every weekend. Like, like if it, like four weekends in a month, I would fish one local event. And all three other weekends, I was driving to Chickamauga. I was like, I'm going to learn this place. I was like, I'm going to figure it out. And then I, I opened up the gate. I think I won the first two events of their of their series. Or, or I think I won one TVKA and one CBY or CBKA yeah, or whatever. It was, it was, it was CBY, yeah. Yeah, CBY, which doesn't exist anymore. Um, but it was, uh, you know, I, that was that was the year where I gained just a stupid amount of confidence because I spent every weekend driving back and forth from Chickamauga. And that's part of why I hate it so much till this day because I have seen so much stupid crap happen on that lake with bass boats cutting you off and everything else. But, um, you know, that, that was kind of the year that helped me kind of get, get squared away. And, um, you know, it, it is, I don't even remember how we got on that, but, um, I, I got, I got on, I got on, on a tangent. I can't help myself. I just thought Steve-O, how Steve-O, Steve-O. Oh yeah. So, so Steve-O got, got me into that. And, you know, uh, that morning, uh, Sunday morning when I forgot my battery, Steve-O was like, Hey man, um, if you want, you can have my battery. And I was like, man, I said, you're in this thing too. You're in the top 10. Like, you no, know, no biggie at all. I said, you, you go motor he had just as far if not further than i did to to go and you know i'm i'm a young man see steve-o's uh steve-o's like my uh like my like my kayak fishing uncle crazy uncle so uh real crazy um i'd I'd say he's like a brother but he's he's a gray-haired feller so uh he's he's like my crazy uncle hey he's i I, I ain't gonna disrespect him he's losing fish that won't fit through that back window that truck marshall yeah that (laughs) I love Steve-O Death. That man's lost more state records than anybody I've ever met in my life. Uh, irreplaceable. 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 Steve-O's one of my favorite people on, on earth. And uh, he, even after the tournament, um, I, I, I sit there and talk to a lot of people. And there's probably no one that I appreciated more um, coming up and giving me a hug after that tournament than, than Steve-O, man. That's uh, um, – Steve-O's a good dude with, uh, you know, Steve-O's a good dude, one of my favorite people, favorite people on this planet. Love love you, Steve. I know he's watching because he always watches. <laughs> good stuff. Um, what was I going to show you guys? Oh, I had this beautiful picture 
of uh, launch for everybody. damn yeah no that was it for sure uh we launched at five first cast at six sunrise at like 720 so (laughs) so you had a lot of lures and a lot of trees and shit uh in in the first hour or so of fishing uh i literally i I didn't didn't day two i did i I didn't put in saturday until like 645 seven o'clock so I, I, I literally believe was that. like, yeah, I, I was, I was not, a, I, I do not fiddle with the darkness, dog. I, I do not, <laughs> you know, I, I've came down there and fished night tournaments and Lambert will be the first to tell you when there's night tournaments and that go from like, say six to midnight and it gets dark at nine o'clock, I fish from six to nine and then I go sleep in my truck at the boat ramp. That's because we uh, do them with no moon, just like this tournament. There's literally no ambient light from anything. Like you, 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 you y'all just call me whatever you want. I do not like fishing in the dark. I, I ain't scared of the dark, but I do not enjoy fishing in the dark. I, I don't know if it's because I about got ran over that night in Wolf Cave that scared the absolute crap out of me. I, I mean, I saw a bass boat go by me at probably 60 miles an hour, and I saw the whites in the guy's eyes from his depth finder flashing in his face. That's how close he was. And and to this day, I have not been on the water, you know, complete darkness since. And I, I just – I don't play with that game. Because I have lights on and everything. Maybe we should combine Steve Fields' shotgun start mentality with pitch black darkness. That would be awesome. (laughs) I'd be, I would, now I'd be on board with that part. Just that part. I would go back to the ramp (laughs) after we launch, though. I'm not, I ain't done, I ain't done no good in the dark. You just drag race for launch times later. That's what you do. You race out to the buoys and back, and then you get your launch times, take a nap, come back. Okay. Okay. We're coming up with all kinds of stuff tonight. Beautiful. We might as well combine KFL. I want Tim Percy on my KFL team if we're doing shotgun starts. Well, it sure ain't going to be for his fishing. It better just be for his launching. Launch times only. (laughs) Damn. Well, y'all only have to have one person on the team catch fish anyway, so that works out. You want to be on my team, eh? (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, hey, we had a we, we had a question from Ryan Milford about Edwin's fish. Let me pull Edwin's fish up again for us all. What in the world is going on here? There we go. Your internet is on fire tonight, Jeff. It's not my I internet. It's freaking Google. Uh, so he said people complained about the way he was holding the tail, which I have no problem with. But yeah, should that be legal? It is legal based on the rules. Do you think it should change? What, what should change? I mean, you can see the end of the tail and the no touch zone. Literally, Steve-O has a gra- he had a graphic made for the Tennessee Bass Nation. Like, I don't I don't agree with this. No touch the fish, no touch the tail. It sucks that the dude cut the tail off or whatever in Texas. But honestly, that's on the judge. Like, if you see a fish that looks like it has a seven inch long tail, then ask some questions about it. Like. I, I don't think if you're not covering the end of the tail, I don't understand what the issue is. I think he probably could have done it better. I like just putting a finger under the under the tail to, to get it to cross the line instead of your whole hand. But, I mean, overall, that's pretty pretty easy to judge, I would think. Yeah, if did, anyone did was they... around during the cut tail fiasco, I mean, it didn't take a rocket scientist to look at those pictures. It was no. super obvious. Super like, imagine obvious. that. Imagine the end of that tail, like, sticking over the edge of this board. Yeah, <laughs> That's how right. stupid it would look, you know? 
Exactly. It was like a bowling pin. It's what those yeah. fish look like. That dude. That dude caught. Yeah. So, what do you think, Jordan? I mean, I highly encourage people to read the rules uh, on the tournament series because there were people, you know, talking about how it was illegal or whatever. It's not. Just it's actually published. Just read the rules. I, I think there's so many events where it's hard to keep track of all the events because if if I wasn't mistaken, I wasn't sure. Like, you know, I, I I didn't care what the difference was in, in that. You know, I know Ewing well enough to know it. It wasn't like he had a cut tail on there. But at the same time, like, I didn't know what the exact rules were for bass because I can't keep up with everything. And, you know, I read the rules about, like, I pre-fish, which is basically non-existent. <laughs> and I just either – I took a picture. I took three pictures, good pictures of every fish. I took a picture where I got everything I could. And I took a picture with me basically holding the fish in the middle, like kind of, you know, in the, in the, in the body of it, kind of behind, you know, between the, um, anal fin and between the, um, you know, the, the gill plate. And then I had, you know, one where I had hands off. And then I, I was like, if I get all three of those pictures, it doesn't matter whether I'm fishing, um, the, Alabama guys stuff because they have different rules and I fish some of that stuff too where they write uh, the code on the bump board. You know, it doesn't matter where I'm fishing Hobie. It doesn't matter where I'm fishing local. It doesn't matter where I'm fishing bass. And it's kind of just being cognizant of what you're, you're fishing. And I said, if I just take all three pictures where I get the most I can out of it with a closed mouth, you know, hand in the middle just so it's safe and then one picture at the end where everything's off and I don't have to worry about it. You know, then, then I'm good and I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I saw somebody in the comments say most trails won't that won't fly in any other trail. The only trail I know of that pushes that rule is KBF and trails <laughs> yeah. that adopt KBF rules, to be honest. That, um, that flies in Tennessee Bass Nation, in the Cass State Trail, in Hobie BOS. Hobie, that flies yeah. in every other trail. If it flies so, in Hobie, it should fly anywhere in my, my so, mind. And, and this is one of the things we had. Uh, Drew Gregory got several anglers together to kind of reach out to different organizations. Basically, one of the best ideas that came of that was having a uniform set of not necessarily rules overall, but specifically measurement criteria. Because like you said, Jordan, people that are fishing, you know, five or six different sanctioned events, there's there's different nuances in all of them. If everybody could get on the same page, you would save a lot of people, a lot of headache and a lot of denied fish. And I agree, it's angling responsibility. You should know the trail you're fishing. You should know the rules. But that's really eliminating a lot of the headache that's involved when you're fishing different organizations. Hey, are y'all ready for a blast from the past? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you tell me you can't tell that tale. <laughs> Damn. 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 You can't Damn. tell that ain't cut. Come on, man. Long, long tail, mouth open. Dude, There's a lot at, of things going on. No, there. Look at the look at the the thickness of that tail. That tail's bigger than his face. Look That's at that a big thing, old man. tail. That's, That's a like it can swim a hundred thousand miles per hour with that long tail. Yeah, it ain't missing no baits. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. That that right there prompted mm. a knee-jerk rule, in our opinion, from or at least my opinion, I think the other guys, but to be changed on a couple trails. I don't like it. I think the less to police, the better, in my opinion. Uh, you know, subjectivity is is bad for judging fish and kayak tournaments. So you want to make it as easy to to be cut and dry, black and white with it as you can. Is but, that guy still in jail or is he out now? I don't know. I don't know how that went down. Anyway, I, I did a quick is Google search. Texas. 
anybody in Texas can update us on that, we'd appreciate that. Yeah, that's wild. But, but before y'all pulled me in, are, are we really surprised there's drama from California, Texas, or Florida at this point? Like, let's be honest. No. In their defense, it is where all the people are. But still. <laughs> but still. Hmm. Wild. Uh, Keep them out yeah. of East Tennessee. Shane said, "Plus mouth all the way open, all the way open." Yeah, back in the day, there were a lot of tournaments that ran with that. They didn't. They they, they were okay with the mouth open thing. Some of them do still. I mean, the way we did uh, the the Hobie Worlds thing Worlds. was mouth open. And if and this is the cool part. So this there wasn't a lot of squeezing and manipulating and shit that went on. If the tail crossed the line, if it got to the line on the board, you automatically got the next line whatever that was. So that, that confused a lot of people watching from home. They're like, your fish wasn't a, a 19 or nine. It was probably nine, <laughs> nine yeah. and a quarter inch. It's like, you're yeah. right. It wasn't. We, they, was they nice. rounded up and um, it was, it was nice. Mouth open, rounded up. You put the fish on the board and you didn't really touch it. I was like, I'm taking pictures of this thing as soon as it hits the board. And I know it's touching the, as long as the lips touching, I took two or three pictures and I got them toothy fish out of the boat because I didn't oh, like yeah. them toothy fish. What, what do y'all uh, think about ever going? They were slimy, nasty. What do you, yeah. What do y'all ever think about going to the eighth inch markings on boards or quarter inch no. fine? Hell no, we can't even get to a quarter, bro. Or going to going to centimeters metric system. I hope Seen, we don't ever do that. I, I, I didn't like figure we'll out lose the whole our time freedom. I was there. There was too many lines. I got cross-eyed trying to look at them things. <laughs> my my dad my dad takes them and he's like. Why y'all measuring them little bitty fish on that big old board? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, I don't know. I think they're supposed to be bigger. I'm not. <laughs> maybe I'm in the wrong hole here. I don't know. That's I, awesome. I flew. I flew across the world and back and caught a bigger pike in Wisconsin than I did the whole time in Sweden. I thought it was a muskie. I, I posted this? up. That was a fish of ten thousand cheese curds. And Christine texts me. And she goes, "Hey, pro." Uh, you know that's not a you know that's not a musky, right? That's a pike, and I was like, I don't know, it's got teeth, don't it? <laughs> that's a pickerel. That's a pickerel. I thought. No, nope, don't let them things know. bite you. That's my wound from Sweden. <laughs> that sucker's still numb. I feel like I burn it with a roach or something. It's, I still can't get that thing. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Uh, Dwayne said it was hard for him while he was judging fish. He was over there in Sweden trying to do the metric system. Yeah, so, that's, bless you, Dwayne. Hey, that, that metric, I'll tell you. There's something to be said for that metric system. Them Europeans, they, I mean, they measure it long, so they'll hit you with all the numbers. <laughs> they'll be in triple digits before you know it. Dwayne was judging pictures and taking pictures while he was over there. I promise. <laughs> Are you saying he was immersed? He was immersed in the culture, Jordan? Yeah. He was, oh, he yeah. was immersed. He touched the culture. <laughs> oh, poor Dwayne. He's in the comments. Appreciate you watching, Dwayne. Hey, speaking of Sweden, <laughs> I, I got a few questions about Sweden, Jordan, while we got you oh, here, man. Oh, I've, I've said it twice, I think, on the podcast. My favorite part was watching all your food updates and your description of – your Tennessee description of Swedish food. Uh, what was your favorite thing you ran into over there in the week? Favorite Definitely um, top one and two was moose. It was the moose sirloin and the moose hamburger. Um, I, I don't think there was anything that even came close to that. Um, I was trying to think of something else that I really liked when I was you over there. Every pizza. You love that pizza oh, across from the moose the farm. The pizza was fantastic across from the moose farm. Everything that was good to eat was either moose or near moose. Um, 
the, I had one of the best. I had one of the best pizzas I ever had over there in just some random place. Well, actually, like there were some Italian dudes park. that had. It yeah, it was a trailer, trailer park. park ran by. They have trailer parks in Sweden. Legit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um, it was called fantastic. It was uh, all painted red. Every trailer in that park was red. Are, are they called something different over there? Or are they just trailer? No, park? I think it's still a trailer park. Uh, Mo- Mobile homes. Boy's <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, bilingual. He's bilingual now. You picked bilingual. up a lot over there. Hey, that—that's one other thing I wanted to ask you, my man. There was a there was a post you had that said you, I, you were going to get something to eat, or maybe it was a tackle shop. But you said the guys didn't speak English. But we figured it out, and, then, and there was no elaboration on it. How did you figure it out? So what did you do? So the 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 best dinner I had in the town that we were in, outside of the, the moose and, and the pizza, I had a really nice, just solid sirloin steak. It, um, I don't even know what the name of the place was. It was an accident. We wound up there. Uh, me, uh, James Darkey from uh, New Zealand, and. Um, Amrod um, from Dubai. I'm not going to pronounce his last name because I can't. I butchered it while I was there and I couldn't pronounce it. Um, but a really nice uh, Team USA went and had fake Thai food, and I was not feeling Thai food. I, I made the executive that was a professional decision. I knew it, and I knew it. When I heard them talking about they would basically serve chicken nuggets and rice, I was like, I ain't eating chicken nuggets and rice and calling that Thai food. I'm going and finding me a steak. And I went to a steakhouse that was called a steakhouse, and it was not a steakhouse. It was basically a pizzeria, and which was crazy. Everywhere you went, they just sold pizzeria and ha- uh, pizza and hamburgers, which was the craziest thing ever. Because I was like, I want to eat a bunch of Swedish food, and uh, that is Swedish. We had, yeah, that's yeah, it. it. It was it was basically you know p- pizza and um, and burgers everywhere. So I was like, man, I want a steak. Like I've been here a week and haven't had anything that I just love. I had a bunch of stuff that was really cool to try that I would try again, what good or bad. I would try it. Um, I was like, man, you know, I'm a I'm a big boy. I wanted a big just piece of greasy meat, and um, I wound up at the steak steakhouse with those those two guys, and they didn't speak any English whatsoever. I tried to be like, you know, can I get a number seventeen and pointed at the menu, and he had no idea. And I took, I went out to the front where I, I, I'd used my Google Translate and, and, you know, looked at it and it translated it. I took a picture. I took a screenshot of what it said in English, a screenshot of what it said in uh, Swedish. And I walked inside and I, you know, pulled them up side by side. And I was like, like this, that's, that's the only way we could communicate. I said, I want this. And it came out and I posted that picture. It was like this giant bed on a charcoal oak block of mashed potatoes and they took a, a torch to it and torched the top of the mashed potatoes had a had a big basically they made a bowl out of the mashed potatoes there was a bunch of gravy in there and then the the steak was sitting on one side and underneath it was mashed potatoes and in the center of it was like a bunch of steak sauce that kind of tastes like a1 and that was fantastic i was like this is going to be the best thing i eat over here and it's literally just a piece of steak and mashed potatoes and bacon wrapped asparagus and that was before the moose, of course. But I was taking pictures and sending it to everybody. I was sending it to Jay and Lambert. I was like, I said, like, I told y'all. I said, I knew. We were I was like, I'm going to go find a steak. I said, y'all done messed up. And I knew it. Yeah, so speaking a- of Google Translate and not being able to communicate what you were what you were wanting, <laughs> was there anything else that happened in Sweden uh, that Google Translate came in handy for? 
Yeah, there was um <laughs> <laughs> there were there were a lot of people there that, that spoke different languages and, and there were, I spent a fair amount of time Google translating. Um there was a couple French competitors that spoke no English whatsoever. Um I, I fair amount you of had an affinity to help the French. You were trying to bring them in and yeah. make them part of the world. I, ab- absolutely. I'm, I'm going to butcher yeah. the name, but I, I spent a fair amount of time talking to uh, Frederick Portner. 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 And, uh, yeah, basically. And uh, Manot Rocher, um, which was the uh, girl that was leading or, or was in second after uh, pre-fishing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I spent a fair amount of time translating with them. They were staying at the hotel with us. A lot of this, and, uh, yeah. No, yeah, we, a, a, got, lot of, I, a lot of. I have a lot of unreleased and... photos of 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 this kind of action and whatnot. Okay, you send them real quick. I can get them to the world, right? I, I love my boy. I ain't doing that. Right, right, right. <laughs> hey, you, you mentioned James earlier, uh, Jordan. He's watching. What's James, up, Darky? Yeah, he's watching. They, yeah, they got they got internet in New Zealand. I think. Yeah, Todd Patrick hey, said, "Is dude. that the?" He said, "Is that the James Dark who saved all the women?" What does that mean? <laughs> that's that's a different conversation for another day. And like, I, they're like that's a road we ain't gonna go down. <laughs> okay, that I'll is that, alone. That, that that is a dead end road uh, right. for sure. That one. That is uh, classified. Okay, we'll, yeah. we'll leave that one alone. Christine threw some skull. Fa- that's like uh, what happens in the Olympic nope. Village stays in the Olympic Village. Apparently, yeah, that's <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're better off finding that. something at Mar-a-Lago than they are finding what happened. Ah! That, that, that was that was a mess. I ain't okay. gonna testify on that one. Okay. <laughs> wow. Oh. But but you know a lot of those guys, New Zealand, Australia, Jack, uh, and, and Darky, and all those guys, man, they they have like thirty something hours of flights to get back home, man. Oh, that's yeah. that's that's a long trip. You know, it seems like a long trip for us, but I mean, they basically had double the flight time we'd had, or if not more. Yeah. Um, so it took maybe, us what, maybe 20, 26, 26 from the time. It, it's, it took us basically 25 hours from walking out of the hotel to me walking in my house. And I walked in my house, put all my stuff inside. Eight hours for Darky. You win. Is, you win, Darky. You win. You might, yeah. you might not win a tournament, but you win the contest for the most hours to get home. I walked in, slept one hour, and then went to work, and was absolutely just worthless for the city of Maryville that day. Um, they, I had a guy drive me around all day. I said, I said, man, just, just, just let me out. And I, I operated and picked up a bunch of piles, and, and he drove me back and forth all day from the landfill. It was. If I, I get somebody to drive me around all day, day, I'd be in good shape. You know, Steve Fields just said international diplomacy for Mar- I feel like if we sent Marshall with his phone to Russia, he could get Brittany Griner out, probably. I don't think he would. <laughs> I think he'd go send us videos of Brittany Griner in jail, but I don't think he'd get her out. Okay. <laughs> it, it's it's okay. What's his face that played for Chicago Bulls is out there helping her right yeah, now. Yeah, Rodman. Between Rodman and Marshall, yeah, Rodman. We'll get her out of How did I forget Dennis Rodman? Yeah, Dennis Rodman's on, on the case. So, Wow. Amazing stuff. What a story. Too. Um, oh yeah. One more thing that I saw somebody wanted us to ask you in one of the announcements for the show was, uh, tell us about the cliff diving over there in the lake, man. <laughs> you, you, not some people give me a hard time about that, but let me tell you, that was one of the most fun parts I had the entire week. I was there. I knew after day two that I was out of it. 
and uh Barton, Brandon Barton was out of it too. And uh <laughs> me me and Brandon Barton and um oh my gosh, I can't uh Ben Parrott. We were all talking when we were leaving or, or sitting there at kind of the, the gate start this mor- that morning on, on Sunday, and we are like, man, it'd be nice to go. You know, there's no wind today. It's going to be the hottest day here. It was like, we should go swimming. And I was like, you know what? That, that ain't a half bad idea. I know a good idea when, when I hear one. We're like, all right, let's let's meet up about noonish or so at, at, the, at the rock out of the mouth of the harbor. It said, welcome to a mall. Um, or Umal, as I was corrected while I was there. <laughs> and uh, so we were like, okay. And I, I kept waiting for him, waiting for him. And I was sitting there. I was, I, I had handed a, a little perch bait to, to Lambert because I was like, Christine was catching perch. She handed me the bait. I caught my limit of perch on it. I'm going to hand the bait to Lambert. I was like, we're going to, we're going to wow. team USA, the son of a gun. And we're, we're, we're going to work together as much as we're allowed to. You know, it's it's crazy what can happen when eight to ten anglers work together. So I handed uh, I handed Lambert that bait, and and you don't uh, say Jordan. I, I handed Lambert that bait, and I was like, I said, man, I said, I said, there's a school of perch here, and there's a school of perch here. You know, I, I don't know what to tell you. You know, good, good luck. Here's here's the bait. I don't know what I'm doing looking at the depth finder. I just know what I you know would figured out, and. So he leaves, and I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to cruise back in, and I'll just, you know, you know, oh, well, I'll jump off the dock at the harbor if I have to. You know, I wouldn't mind a swim while I'm over here. And about that time, I hear, Marshall! And I was like, I was like, that has to be Barton. I turn around and look, and sure enough, it was. And I was relieved. That was probably the happiest I've ever been to see Barton anywhere in my life. <laughs> and uh, I turn around, and he said, you still trying to swim? I said, Absolutely. And we cruise around to this island, and we're creeping around the corner, and we're like, man, can we jump here? Can we jump? Where, where are we going to go swimming at? And we hear, USA, USA. And I was like, man, I said, I, I don't know a lot about Sweden, but that has to be a good sign. <laughs> and sure enough, the, the guy that's chanting USA out in the middle of this harbor is on a paddleboard, and it was the dad of the two kids that me and Lambert had to show show how to fish. And it's strange enough that we call each other brother all the time, that we get siblings to teach how to fish on Saturday afternoon. And we're, we're laughing and cutting up about that. And sure enough, I go around through there. That guy sees me in my giant AFCO hat immediately, starts chanting USA. And um, I had him on. I had him as a friend on Facebook. I can't remember his name. Really nice. I think their last name was Erickson. Yep. And I was like, um, I said, hey, I said, is is it safe to jump off this big rock? And he goes, I don't know. And I was like, would you? Would I said, would you jump off of it? And he was like, uh, I don't know, fifty fifty. And I was like, I'm not jumping off. I said, we're too far away. It's too close to going home. I said, I ain't breaking a leg or an ankle or something. So. We climbed up on top of it, took a couple pictures, jumped off. The first time I jumped in, uh, the video that was uh, kind of circulated that I had posted was the second time we jumped in. The first time I jumped in, water temp was like 65. It was like 80 degrees outside. It was the single, like there was no air conditioning out there. There was no ice and drinks. I had sweat. Is a a heavy set human, like I'm a big boy. I sweat for a week. Like, like I made a joke, me and Tim Percy stayed together in the smallest room of anyone that had, they had at the hotel. They put the two largest humans 
in the smallest room of that hotel. And we kept saying it was two bears, one cave. Cause it was, it was, it, I mean, we literally like we both snore. We had the window open. It was fine. The first couple nights we were there. Cause it was just windy and it was, it was reasonable. That last night I woke up on Sunday morning sweating. Like I took a cold shower to cool off before I went outside. Explain the no AC. What, what are we doing here? Is it, I thought I didn't know Sweden was a communist country. No, so it was, well, this was like a 1900s hotel. Okay, okay, but but the whole city when you walked around, like we were walking to dinners and stuff. Honestly, like what the grocery store had AC. That was like the only place. The restaurants, yeah. no, nothing else had AC. Man, it's just it's just stagnant air over there. I guess it's probably you know fairly temperate climate because they're pretty far north on the you know whatever you call the globe as that goes. But uh. <laughs> I don't think it gets too hot over there, but it got it got sticky at night. I made a joke to the bartender. I was like, hey, you know, can I get two beers and four fans? She brought out four fans. And I was like, you got fans back there? And she's like, and, yeah. And, like, and guess who never was told about the fans? Because you were in bed. You, you had done, you had done <laughs> Google Translated your shit and went to bed, son. The rest of us was out there grinding. But. No one told me about the fans the entire week. And I woke up Sunday morning. I, I went down to breakfast and I was like, I don't know if I've ever like just been this just hot. Like just, just, I woke up and it was just stagnant. And I was like, dude, I was like, I'm going to have to walk to the grocery store and just get some air conditioning and buy some still regular water. Some because still, everything we they call tried it to, still water. Yeah, they, they call it still water because regular water was was sparkling water. And you'd be like, oh, my gosh, I've been out here all day. It's, you know, 80-something degrees. I've pedaled 15 miles today. And you get over there and pull one out of the cooler and pop it open and start drinking it. And it's just like this Alka-Seltzer <laughs> water. You just and shake you just, up a bottle of champagne and spray it in your mouth. That's what I, it is. I literally, I took a bottle with me and realized when I got out there that it wasn't still. And I shook it up, popped it open, let it fizz out, closed it, shook it up, popped it open. Like trying to get all the bubbles out of it was how desperate I was for some just still cold water. So you're saying if they have Hobie Worlds in like Dayton, Tennessee, it'll be like the amenities of being in Dubai for some of these people. Coming yeah. over. Oh, I, I don't yeah. think anyone would leave Dayton, Tennessee. <laughs> they would think it would be Taj Mahal. <laughs> They can come stay at Lake Haven at Chickamauga. There you go. Shameless plug. Shameless plug for my boy, D. Bring your cleaning fees, though. Don't don't skip on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. I hope we Thomas had, is watching for that. I hope he, he'll, he'll at least listen to it tomorrow. But we had That's we great. had a blast over there. It was, it was great. It was hilarious, obviously getting to learn some other culture and stuff. But, Marshall, I don't want to put any pressure on you, but the last Tennessee boy that popped his cherry winning a state championship went on to win the TOC that year. So that's on you now, player. Well, um, I've got nowhere to go but up, I guess, at this point. <laughs> um, um, I, don't, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but my average finish in a TOC is third because I finished fifth and second and second. So, um, it's time to get a first. Um, I think I'm pretty well in the TOC, even though I kind of, um, screwed my own self out of, uh, angler of the year, probably opportunity at Wolf and Fox river. That's my own fault. Um, but you know, I had a good event at the end of the day and cold, cold to finish. So, um, uh, 
I think we're probably good for points to go to TOC. Um, I, I didn't have a super great finish at Caddo. The only time I've ever been down there when I fished against 540 people um, for the, for the, or something like that. It was a large, uh, large amount of people, um, you know, with $400,000 of entry fees, which we all fished for $60,000. So that's, you know. Mars were heavy on I'm, the math tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get back to Caddo and, and fish for a tournament that I think is worth traveling down there for. Yeah, I, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but speaking of math, if you finish third, second, and second, you got a lot of places to go besides up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, not in Marsh's world, son. Thirds is low. Hey, it's it's only up from here. I, I give a hundred. Right. I give hundred and eleven percent because I don't like having a hundred and ten percent in there because there's a zero. It's only first right, place. It's hundred and eleven percent effort. I got, I believe in you, Jordan. You know that. I'm on team. I I'm on team Marshall. It. Even I've even got matter of fact, right here in the in the studio. I'm on team Marshall right here. How about that? I've got my Jordan Marshall fishing shirt in the box with me. I brought it with me out here. All right. All right. Good hey, stuff. side note for real, just a moment of realness. I appreciate everybody sending me pictures in their shirt. There was a bunch of people sending me uh, messages of them wearing their shirt, their Marshall fishing shirt on Sunday. I appreciate that, and I appreciate that more than y'all know. When I'm making Marshall midday moves, I stare at my phone too much while I'm driving, and I see all those messages, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or, or you know Facebook comments or sending me messages over text. I read all of that, and I appreciate it. That's it. We're proud fan club, the proud mullet fan club out there. I love it. Uh, Lambert, you're out. You're out there trying to get ready to shoot some big animals. So you know we don't want to keep this thing going too long tonight. Um, you got anything to add before we wrap it up tonight, man? I don't. I don't. I, I, congratulations, Marshall. I'm glad to see you finally, finally bust that that big tournament off your back. I know you've been working hard, hard, hard for it. Uh, several of us have dashed your dreams a couple times, but I'm glad. I'm glad to see you finish. Honestly, when Thomason called me and told me Edwin caught that 25, I felt like shit. I was like, I done jinxed my boy. Because I, I was leaving the lake, and I congratulated Marshall because I wouldn't be at the at the awards. I was like, I got a pack. Congratulations. You did great. I'll see you Monday on KBN. And then that happened. I was like, damn. That's, <laughs> that's my bad. <laughs> I'm glad you pulled it out. I'm glad you pulled it out. Good job. Me too. I would have really hated breaking all my stuff when I got home because I was, I was to that point. I was like, "What's the point?" I was like, "What's the point?" I'm gonna finish second every time I go anywhere. Here we go again. <clears throat> That's wild, man. We're, we're we're happy for you. Uh, next week, I don't know. We may push it to Tuesday, right? It's Labor Day next week, so everybody be doing stuff on Labor Day. We may yeah. push it to Tuesday. Come up with something. We'll let everybody know. Tuesday's good for me. All right, man. Congrats, Jordan. We're gonna wrap it up. Appreciate everybody watching tonight. Hey, wait. Oh, whoa, whoa, come out. Shout out to Revo for their contingency money because Marshall and Edwin obviously went one and two, and they're both Revo homies on the team. So good, good job. You got that extra money. You got pairs of glasses coming. And also Adam Riser got his first pair of Revo. So hopefully he will love them as well. Thank there you, you Revo, for stepping up. We got a few more tournaments this year that's going to take advantage of that contingency plan. And then we will put out a full schedule next year. There we go. Appreciate you, Revo. With that said, we're out of here, everybody.